0: Welcome to Tradeoffs, a show where ProfitWell's Patrick Campbell and Product Habits Heaton Shaw collect data to understand the tradeoffs product teams are making. In this episode, Heaton and Patrick discuss the difference between internal and external transparency, what it means to be vulnerable, and how they view transparency within their own companies. Talk about transparency. Transparency. We we had someone new. We had a couple new people start, but yeah. one of them brought up. Um, they in, in our all hands, which yeah. we do monthly now. We went through. We always show all the numbers. Sure. And she asked a question. She's like, "Do you?" why like why do we do that yeah. and that's where like internal transparency which is basically like sharing as much as you can with your team as yep. much as you can with the individual people you work with yep. um, all the numbers everything you're super transparent up front and then the external transparency is, is as you were referring to is there's this growing movement um, it's been going on for a while and there's always been some bits and pieces that have yep. come out of people sharing all of their financial data yep. uh, people sharing their ups and downs um, and people just being openly transparent in order to, you know, basically say what's going on inside their companies.
1: Yeah. And I think there's a big part of this that comes from a few areas. So like when you look at internal, um, there's been investor updates forever. Yeah. And you could even say that uh, even though in the public markets, you have like the S1 filings when you go public and then you have the quarterly earnings reports sure. and th- and even analysts are like chiming in, in a way that's external and internal. Yeah. Internal because like everyone can, anyone can read it. Yep. Right um and you're doing it because you want your shareholders to kind of know what's going on yeah but then that also gets people to become shareholders in your company totally so i would say that the movement actually is not like something new anything new yeah it's what public companies have had to do totally right? that's the way the public market system works when it comes to external uh well actually i think for younger companies internal to me is still the investor updates I find that as a, as a as a heuristic on what transparency looks like, even externally. Yeah. So what we're seeing is that a lot of companies are posting their investor updates yeah. externally.
0: Yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I see what you mean. So
1: it, it's just good to understand the historical context of this is not new. Yeah. This is just something that's like bubbled up and turning into something a little bit different.
0: I think what's um, new though is, I, I, I agree with you, but because but I think that there's some companies who choose to stay private so they don't have to be transparent. Correct. I think like Georgia Pacific, the Coke industry. Yeah. Like I know they're a giant company that's still private and yeah. no one has any idea. Yeah. And I, what's, I wonder why MailChimp
1: also is Oh, and MailChimp. Yeah. And I, I, think, don't, I don't know if it's because of the numbers, yeah. but they do start putting out their numbers like they're going to do 700 million in revenue this year or something like Which that. Which would be a right? point
0: that you would go public before that
1: typically. Probably at 100 plus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cases, so it's pretty, right? that's yeah. actually a really good example. Yeah, but so. I think that
0: from an internal perspective, I think that this is a, a, a new way of working. Yeah. When I think about it Yeah. Well, cause if I'm, you think about it, I agree. Yeah. You used to hide things from your boss and you used to not, not yeah. maybe nefariously, but you, you might not know how much revenue the company is doing. Totally. Things like that. But yeah. even I, I think on an interpersonal level, at least for, for me, it feels like, um, best manager I ever had. I didn't appreciate when I had him as a manager. I hated him as a manager because I was a young punk kid who was like, you know, I want to get promoted and everything. I was working at Google and, someone told me he was the manager you don't want to report to to get promoted because he didn't have an, as much sway with it. I don't think any of this was true. It's just like, it is what it you is. know, yeah. that's it, what I was told. That's what you're told yeah. But he was he was the first manager who ever came to me and was like, he, he talked about a couple of things. One, he kind of like reiterates something that like my father has been saying since I was young, which yeah. was like, problems only get bigger. So be transparent about them. So we know what the hell's going on so we can like fix them, right? Because they're only going to get bigger. The other thing he, was, he really talked about was like authenticity at work like bringing yourself to work because there's so many people who are one person at home, one person at work, and that creates resentment on one side or the other. Yeah. um, Oftentimes both. Those are both points about transparency. Yeah, and he was just like, and he was just like, listen, like be yourself. Like if you're upset, you have something going on, Like don't hide it, like just talk about it so that we can like fix it, yeah. right, and I think that that was like a really big thing that shaped my career and so at Profwell, we are you know we have we have this whole con- mantra of like feedback's non-negotiable, like people are really direct and really transparent, yeah. which I think has some like trade-offs. Yeah. but I think it's one of those things that's uh that that is a new way of working that you wouldn't have had back in like the industrial age because you were at odds with your manager, but some of us don't know any better.
1: we weren't in around what sense? back then we weren't around no back then, of course, right? yeah So, like. What we know is this world that's super open. Yeah, which is and great. social media and yeah. people are sharing whatever they want. Let's talk about external for a second. Yeah. Because I think external is really where the world has kind of shifted now. I think right?
0: part of the world is shifting. Not all of it. Yes. Yeah. But like yeah, we're yeah. seeing a shift.
1: Yeah. Right. And maybe it won't happen fully, but there is sure. a clear one, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a second. And so to me, it's like, I, I, we've seen this before though, where like p- companies are sharing their internal processes on like a developer blog. Sure. Or even on a main blog, they're they're sharing lots of stuff about the Bug company, reports, their journey, maps, all yeah. that kind of stuff, right? And then you're also seeing, I think, open source as a form of sort of external transparency. Sure. This is a code we use to do X. Yep. Here it is, and now it's provided to the world. Yeah. Other folks can you know take advantage of it. Speaking of Netflix, they've done this. Yep. Right. They've open sourced a lot. So have many other folks. Yeah. But that's another example, I think, of transparency and. Things that you might not think of as transparency, but they are.
0: Uh, Tesla basically yes. open sourcing their patents. That's true. Yeah. That's kind of an interesting that's one. That's another extreme one. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. There's this shift. like yeah. It's
1: happening. And of course, it's for, in a lot of cases, for company benefit.
0: Yeah. Right. Well, and I think that even um, you're seeing, even on like a more non-dramatic level, you're seeing a lot of companies, like you mentioned the investor updates, they're kind of like treating their companies essentially as like public companies in terms of reporting. Yeah. So why, why do you think this is happening right now?
1: The thing that I see the most is that there's a whole bunch more self-funded companies that are out there how can companies self-fund now is kind of the big existential question in my mind sure and one of the main reasons is Amazon Web Services got it and the fact that it's just so easy
0: to build product so you're basically you're basically saying a lot of this is coming from so companies are going to blog or share things there are so many more self-funded companies this is in their ethos to do this yep therefore we're just seeing it more
1: yeah that's it yeah that's yes, that's like that's the trend that I see. That's I think yeah. where it started yeah, yeah, yeah. in a big way, and this is literally companies putting out their finances yep. and things like that. Because that's like when it, I think when things suck early on, that's like a, yeah, when things suck, what they learn and all yeah. that, and then it's almost like a self fulfilling prophecy. Totally. So people do that. Other people learn. They start their yeah. own businesses, and like, it just keeps going. Totally. And we've seen this movement for like probably the last fifteen years now.
0: Yeah, and I think what's kind of fascinating is there's a nice feedback loop on this. So we collected some data on this. Yeah. Where um, we did a little study, um, basically, where we looked at about 19,000 different blog posts. Wow. And basically, um, you know, built a little bit of a Turk machine to like code them up. In terms of like what kind of posts they were, yeah, and then looked at the traffic as well as the shares of the posts that were transparent based posts.
1: Now I really want to know what you learned.
0: Yeah, so it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't yeah. like the majority of posts. It was actually sure. a, a smaller fraction of yeah. the whole nineteen thousand posts. But what we found is that those transparent posts basically. Um, they tended to get 14 to 19 percent higher traffic, wow. so just by visit volume, yeah. and then they tended to get about eight to 11 percent higher share rates wow. um, on different platforms. And so, it's not like a holy cow slam dunk, but like if your entire ethos as a content creator is transparent posts, yeah. like, and your posts are therefore getting 14 to 20 percent and 19 percent more traffic and eight to 11 percent higher share rates, like, that's great. There's value in it. Yeah, there's, that's value, right? And so, and then the other thing that kind of mentioned, like without getting too deep in the data, which we can, and I can share it on uh, producttradeoffs.com, but like the outliers, most of the outliers, like when we looked at the distribution of these 19,000 posts for both shares as well as for um, visits, yeah. almost all the outliers were transparent posts. Wow. So basically, like, you know, we, we removed them from some of the data sets for, you know, just clean statistical ma- methods. But that's kind of fascinating to kind of think about. Makes sense. I,
1: I shared a post a little while ago called My Billion Dollar Mistake. Yeah, that's right. And, it did so well. And it did really well on yeah. both those metrics. And it definitely is, I would classify it as one of the outliers. It was definitely an outlier because yeah. it, it got a ton yeah. of play. I mean, the amount of emails I got, the amount of messages I got, the, well, amount, the of, amount of yeah.
0: emails that you probably got that were like, oh man, like, I'm totally in this boat. too. <laughs> yeah, and yeah exactly. Like that. that was because of the transparency. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. uh um, the Gumroad post was very similar yes. to this yeah. too, which super was transparent, like,
1: talking about his journey from venture funded to like self funded, yeah. basically.
0: So, so the, the, maybe a categorized post. So if, if we have like, I'll call it an emotional masturbatory post, like I feel bad today, yeah. And it's not like Rand has done some of those, yeah. Um, Pigford's done some of those, yeah. I think Buffer's probably done some of those, yeah. Of course, Buffer
1: is it, a little more structured though. They're they're that's what they're I, good at. This. That's kind of what I'm getting at right? for a second here. Yeah. So it's
0: like so for example like. If you do a post that's like emotional masturbatory, like this bad thing happened, I'm having a bad day about it, and there's no action items. Yeah. Like, is that, like, what do you think of that? That's like, what Twitter's for. Okay. So you think that that, like from a transparency that, perspective, is like, what is If you're going to
1: go put a post up, yeah, like, you're not, as much as you think you're writing it for yourself, you're writing it for the world because you put it out publicly. Yeah. Right? And it's under your company usually. Sure. Right? Well, like, go put some thought into it. And think about what other people are going to get out of it. And it doesn't mean you don't, I'm not even judging them for writing like this. It's just like, I think there is a lack of understanding of what you're doing when you write emotionally like that. And most writing is emotional anyway. Totally, totally. So like go do a tweet storm, having a bad day, do a tweet storm. Yeah. Right. At least it'll go away. Sure. It's not sitting there. And that's what I think the whole point of controlling the narrative. Now we have more mediums. Sure. Right. And like some are better for, for, for certain things. Yep. You will get support if you discuss these things on Twitter. Yeah you will not get as much support if you discuss them in a blog post unless you're actually looking to help other people learn. Because all this mm. content on blogs and stuff, it's about other people learning from you. Yeah, That's what not
0: even works, but that's what people resonate with. Yeah. Right? So that's essentially what works. So if I write something that's like, you know, this bad thing happened, made me feel terrible, here's how I got over it. Or here's how, here's like, like, here's how, how I'm thinking about it. it. Yeah, here's or how I'm thinking like that. about it. Right? Like, like, that's uh, interesting. Um,
1: the co-founder of Drip, Derek, he wrote yeah. a bunch of posts recently that are very transparent about his him wanting to compete with uh, Slack. Mm. And he wrote a whole thing about how he failed at it, right? He had to stop because it wasn't the type of business he should be doing. Yeah. Right? That's my summary of what he said. Yeah. There's tons of lessons in there. He even recommended a book to read, The Mom Test. Yeah. Right? So like, there's a, there's a, a way to do this so that you're actually concluding it for people and helping sure. them learn and helping them grow.
0: So there's positive stuff, right? Yeah. There's like, oh, we're like crushing this or we're doing really well at this or we figured this thing out and we want to share it with everybody, right? It's almost like I, I feel okay sharing the negative ones more so than I feel the positive ones because the positive ones just feel like you're beating your chest. So how do you think about but that? But you learn something. Either way, it's that's a true. learning. So as okay. long as it's housed in learning, you think it's a it learning? Good. Well,
1: any, Well, like when someone reads it, will they take something away from it that's meaningful sure. to them. And then that's right? like, that's and how you're making that's...
0: the trade-off to talk about yourself. That's right. But people are learning enough. Yeah, and, yeah. and,
1: and people want to learn. And they want totally. to learn
0: from other people and they
1: want to learn from stories. Yeah, And totally. you have a lot of great stories. yeah. yeah right? Yeah. So, like, it doesn't matter if it's a positive one or a negative one. There's also, like, the idea of it's just a hero's journey. Yeah. It's always a hero's
0: journey. To get back on, like, a product perspective, like, do you think about, like, what do you think about public roadmaps? Like, user voice has made this super easy. Good old rich. Yep. Like, when you think about that, like, is that something that's beneficial for transparency to the public? Or what do you think?
1: Yeah, so I think like uh, when it comes to public roadmaps, my take, especially on the user voice, the voting side of things is like, it really encourages groupthink. And, Interesting. and back when user voice came out, a lot of folks were like, this is really awesome. I get to really- Make my voice heard. Makes my voice heard. And then the companies were like, I get to learn what customers want. Mm-hmm. And this was like years ago now, right? was so like time. 10 years ago yeah, or something, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Like maybe even longer. And so user voice has been around a while. The name of the company is user voice. Yeah, Get yeah, your yeah. users voice. So it all, it all kind of adds up. For me, how I think about public roadmaps, starting with voting, it, and most of them have some form of voting or feedback. I don't like that. Um, yeah. I th- I used to not like it, but then I realized that it's one data point of many. Got it. And so if I want that data point, it's a good one. Got it. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a good data point. If I point. don't want yeah. it, right? And like then there's a difference between, okay, there's customers coming in and voting on things, sure. adding things and voting on them. Then there's us as a company sharing exactly what we're going to do next got it right and that's the public roadmap so i think it started with the voting
0: and then people started putting the roadmaps out publicly yeah i feel as if so there's two pieces of this like soliciting that feedback i think is great i think that and and then putting out your roadmap publicly is also i think pretty well i think it's pretty good as long as there's no timeline And I don't think it's. And my issue is, is like I wouldn't make and, it specific. And, and imagine if you had a timeline and you could deliver on it. Well, just that, just 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 sure. thinking out loud, right? But like, that's like, like, but that would. Like, but what company could do that? I. You know, I'm what I mean? just throwing this out there. Yeah, I mean, like, that,
1: that's like the that's like the holy grail. Of but we product, never. Right? It's but like we never when spend, you're going to ship and what you're going to ship. Yeah,
0: but the problem right? is we never spend as much time estimating as we do on like shipping shit
1: whole another topic i know but, yes, but like I that's yeah, yeah we've yeah. talked about this So yes slack, i agree like, with you yeah. about the dates if you can't commit to dates don't put dates um, i would i would only I've, commit to I've, broad strokes i've never yeah. put a roadmap out publicly on any of my products yeah uh i'm not sure if that's good or bad yeah. i think this goes back to the point of like is it in you or not mm. right yeah. and like and slack puts their platform roadmap out publicly yeah but i don't see them putting their main roadmap out publicly
0: i think right? we're we're working on putting out like this is where we're headed more. Yeah. So basically, these are the main things we're working on right yeah. now because I think it helps, like what we found from a transparency uh, perspective is that it helps people understand like, where you're going. what to get excited about sure. where you're going. I think we, we try not to go granular publicly unless people ask, like, hey, is this yeah. coming? And we're like, it's coming, but it's not like the number one thing we're worried on. It's probably going to come in 2020 or so, like end of 2019, so maybe. think about company conferences. Yeah. And they
1: usually announce stuff before it's ready yeah that's like the strategy right? totally it's same as a public roadmap in a way sure right it's like I'm announcing something it's not ready yet see how people are but you're are gonna excited know it's kinda, that, that's yeah. what came to mind when you said totally what you were saying
0: my issue is when the like the feedback connects to the priority list like when you're like it, I don't want to create the expectations that what you voted on is definitely going to get yeah built I agree first. with that that okay. gets injured angri- and I don't think user voice ascribes to that either no no they don't yeah. it's just another data it's just another point another like data said, point. for me now all this yeah. stuff is
1: another data point you want to put your p- roadmap out publicly and you feel like that's gonna get your customer base excited, go for it.
0: Yeah. Now when you think of other aspects of transparency, like when we think about internally, especially for a product roadmap. So we don't I mean we we don't have like a very we have a product roadmap for like the next two quarters. Yeah. And we but we like don't internally. Yeah, like internally. Yeah. But we don't have like very like specific I guess what I'm trying to get at is like, at what point is like the detail too much that it's going to just like confuse the team or set the wrong expectations, like things like that? Internally? Internally. I, I, think,
1: I, I, I think of it as thematic. Yeah. So like, you know, at my company right now, we're working on building a product for teams. Sure. Right. And we knew this a while ago, but we didn't tell anyone. Yeah. Because we knew it was going to be an unknown amount of work. Sure. Right now we're like 30 to 60 days from like putting it out in one way or another. Yep. Right. So we're willing to tell people like we want to build a product for teams. We built a great product for individuals. Sure. And we know that based on our own metrics and what people have said. And now we want to make sure that teams inside of companies will use the product. Yep. Right. That's just us going out there and saying, hey, this Here's is what's, what's going up. On. Yeah, and yeah. internally on the team, that's what, that's what we've been saying for longer than we've been saying it somewhat externally. Yeah. Right. I just said it externally. I haven't really said it to public. And so internally, it's like, this is what we're doing. Here are the initiatives that we think are related to that. Yeah, yeah, and here yeah. are the ones we're working on right right now. But there's a theme. Like for us, literally, it's like build a product that teams are going to love. Yeah. And that's what, we, what the team knows internally and what we yeah. tell them, right? And outside of that, like we don't necessarily know how that's going to play out. Yeah. Especially with a new feature. I think, I think too many product people are like, I'm going to build this thing and it's going to do X. Well, it's like, how do you know it's going to do X? Yeah. Like, how do you know your, how do you know where you're going to need to iterate it to make it right? Right. So like, I think there's a, I think to your point, like if you get really specific when you don't really know if it's going to work, yeah, that can be detrimental to the team's morale when it doesn't work. And what I'm looking to do is hmm. actually have the opposite, which is get the team ready for the long haul. It's a whole, yeah. it's not a sprint, it's a marathon yeah. sort of mentality. And, and having product, I think product teams really need to have that mentality.
0: We go one layer down yeah. than what you just said to outcome, which yeah. I think is what you're trying to get at, yeah, like outcome. Totally. So we yeah. are- Well,
1: we have metrics that are related to
0: that. Sure. Right? But I meant yeah. I meant from like a product theme perspective. Yeah. So right now we are working on, um, you know, based on like our conversations uh, to a certain extent, like we're working on like anything that makes people more money in retention. That's your value yeah. prop to that's me. That's like a theme yeah. for the retained product, yeah. right? Um, and on the pricing side, it's like a similar, or Price Intelligently product, it's like a similar story, um, just a little bit of a different theme. Yeah. But it's like one of those things where that's that's kind of where the focus is. And so everyone who's not on the product team gets it. And everyone on like the engineering and product team knows like the details that are going into that in the next three months or six yep. months or whatever it is. We're completely transparent. Anyone has a question, blah, blah, internally. blah. Like internally, yeah. right? Do you feel like there's a point in a company size where that stops or that gets minimized? You'll start seeing problems.
1: So it's when, just, it's just about problem solving.
0: When you are so transparent or when you or start, when you're
1: not? When you're fully transparent and you're internally fully transparent um, and you hit, start hitting like certain inflection points on in the number of people you have. Yeah. There's a lot of, um, back to what we said about transparency in the first place, there's a lot of... Um, uh, not even control, but like influence over the narrative. Yeah. That you start losing. Yeah. So what I've seen companies do as they scale and want this level of transparency is the way that they communicate the amount of um, e- edits that happen before something's communicated sure. is like 10x more than when they were smaller. Interesting. So I don't think you should not be transparent. Yeah, yeah. Right? If you that's how you are. Think I think about you it. have to like You have to trust your leadership team to give you feedback if you're the CEO or you're an executive and you need to communicate the thing yeah. make sure that you have everybody who's responsible for every team that's going to hear this which is everybody usually sure. right check like how's my team going to feel about this if they read this yeah. and then, you know what i feel like they just want to write whatever what, they want to write
0: yeah and like that's where they get in trouble i think what i what i'm nervous about is like people you got to trust your team like you got to trust yeah. your team with being able to handle certain information sure and I think that that's, that's the problem I see in like the feedback edit cycle sometimes. Yeah. Is because like we just had something like we're, we're instituting um, some some like just some basic training and some basic rules around meetings. Sure. Because we just realized there's so many people who have never been taught how to like have a good meeting. Yeah. Starts on time, should end five minutes early, like these types right. of things. We should have a topic on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, totally, <laughs> totally. On this. But it's like, yeah. yeah trade-offs on meetings, it's good. right? Yeah, totally. Um, and, yeah, and, it's and a long, big deal. But long story short yeah. is like like all of a sudden sent it to the leadership team, the manager's team, basically. Yeah. Um. They went through it and they were like, oh, well, we can't do this. We can't do that. I can't do this. Can't do this. And I was just like, and a lot of the feedback was at the 11th hour, literally like before the all hands where we we're going to talk about this, all these other things. And I just, my thing was just like, I'm just going to trust the team. I, I'm trust the team. If it's terrible, like if it's terrible, like they're yeah. just like, this is bullshit, blah, yeah. blah, blah. We'll fix it. I'll take the, I'll fall yeah. the sword, et cetera. Guess what? And the team was fine. Guess what? What? That won't scale. That won't scale at all. No, the more people
1: you have, the more, more even like one or two people's dissent or like opinion about it will yeah. spread, and they're usually going to be the loudest mm. folks. I think a lot about this because uh, I've helped a lot of people through very difficult messaging sure, inside of companies, yeah. and like you have to get feedback from the leaders whose teams are going to be impacted because their perspective you don't understand. Their team's perspective as as your as your company scales, you're never going to understand as well as they do.
0: Communication's hard, yeah. Especially when you're trying to be transparent and. Yeah. Not be you know, ruled by fiat or something like that. So, yeah. cool. Anything okay. else?
1: No transparency.
0: Lots of transparency. What an intense topic. Lots of fire. fire. Well, if you are not subscribed, make sure you go to producttradeoffs.com to get not only all the supplemental information and data, but also make sure that you're getting these episodes in your medium of choice. That's right. And uh, yeah, anything else? No, that's all it. Right.